Hey everyone, it's Cheryl and Tony, and welcome to this Wednesday morning edition of the Disney Drive Time Podcast. It was a very soft squeal. It was just fine. Sometimes, you know, you don't need all the, the gusto. You don't need all the bells and whistles. More gusto. Nah. Oh, you want more gusto? Yes. How about another uh, release from the Paper Parks series? That's right. Disney's Imagineering has released Disney Paper Parks Part 4. Uh, you're going to get a carousel from King uh, from Fantasyland, King Arthur's Carousel, which was an original opening day attraction at Disneyland Park. It's also going to contain a horse-drawn carriage, uh, one of the trolleys. It'll take you down Main Street. And there's uh, some guests that uh, are in this one. Yay! Yay! <laughs> National Geographic has begun their Shark Fest. What is this? Is this like uh, Shark Week? It is a five-week celebration of the sharks on National Geographic as well as NatGeo.com. That's the stupidest uh, name. Did they really it, have? Was it a channel? It's their website. See, oh. .com is, is means oh, yeah. it's a website. Yeah. Okay, thanks. And uh, Shark Fest is uh, going on now through August twenty second. All right. And um, in order to get the parks involved, uh, Sharks and Parks was presented by Disney Magic Moments, and it gave a little bit of insight into the sharks that exist inside the uh, uh, aquarium at the Sea It with uh, Nemo and Friends inside uh, Epcot. Uh, do you want to hear a little bit about their sharks? Sure. Give me something short. Their oldest shark is a sand tiger named Gilligan who is nine feet in length. He is a sand tiger. And nine feet is approximately 6.75 churros laid end to end. Oh, wow. I love the facts. That's great. All right. That's it? You don't want any more? No, that was plenty. All right. (laughs) Um, The Disney Channel and Make-A-Wish have brought some wishes to some sick children in a socially distant sort of a way. Yeah, we all know that Make-A-Wish kids can't visit the parks right now because, uh, you know, they're compromised and they don't want them going out with COVID, so they're not allowed to travel. But the Disney Channel and Make-A-Wish came together to give select children an opportunity to see a pre-release screening of the upcoming Disney Channel original movie, Upside Down Magic. And then after the screening, two stars of the movie uh, met with these fans in a surprise video chat. Very cute. So, uh, for 40 years, Disney has partnered with Make-A-Wish to grant more than 140,000 wishes for children with critical illnesses. And COVID is not stopping them. That's right. All right. Um, Emmy nominations just came out on Tuesday, and there's some notable um, nominations. That's right. The Disney Fox uh, family had a ton of nominations. The biggest one was The Mandalorian, which earned 15 nominations, including Outstanding Drama Series. Um, Is it really that good? Apparently those who are in the nominating committee for the Emmys think so. I mean, I didn't watch it, but does it have, is there actually, like, real storyline? Do you get any, like, real connection to the characters? Or is it, like, it is, most Star Wars stuff where it, there is no character connections? It is a series, so every story builds upon the previous week. It's an anthology. But do you get a feel for the characters? Yes. I feel like, because a lot of Star Wars, it's, like, hard to connect with those characters. There's not a lot of depth to them. And I think that's where this show, this show is probably, that's probably this show's strength and weakness. Um... The Mandalorian, there's a lot of walking in the show. 
because the character travels a lot. It's very oh. much like an old Western, <laughs> which I don't like it because he walks a lot. Uh-huh. However, it gives the character a lot of depth. So when he's walking, he's you're hearing his thoughts or he's no, talking? No, it just it's part of the storyline. And it's not, you know, when, when you're watching a movie, there's a lot of quick cuts. Like mm-hmm. you don't get, they go from point A and they're automatically at point B. Right. And you don't see that intervening journey. Mm-hmm. But this is about the journey. Okay. And it's a, a multi-episode journey, which provides depth to the character. Okay. All right. So then maybe it deserves an Emmy nomination. That's right. So not only were the Emmys uh, announced, or Emmy nominations announced today, uh, but there were some Emmy winners that were announced from the 47th Annual Daytime Emmy Awards. Uh, composer Alan Menken, who did uh, Ariel, Under the Sea, okay. uh, Little Mermaid. Uh, he officially became an EGOT winner now. He has an Emmy, Grammy, Oscar, okay. and Tony. Uh, because he won um, for an outstanding song in children or young adult program, Waiting in the Wings, from Rapunzel's Tangled Adventures. Mm-hmm. And then, let's see, other winners were Elena of Avalor for Outstanding Writing for a Preschool Animated Program, Outstanding Writing for an Animated Program by Rapunzel's Tangled Adventures, and then Outstanding Directing for an Animated Program, Disney Mickey Mouse. Okay, great. Yeah, that makes Alan Minkin is only the 16th person to get the EGOT designation. Oh, that's kind of cool. Yeah. Um, Temperature screenings are now being required at uh, Disney's table service locations. That is true. Um... Now, that seems kind of odd, right? Because, I mean, if you're already in the park, didn't you just get scanned? But not every restaurant is in the park. Oh, okay. So we're talking like Disney Springs. Uh, or when you go there? to Topolino Terrace. Oh, right. If you're at a resort. Okay. Yep. Obviously, well, there's a temperature screening to get into Disney Springs. So okay. I, don't, I don't think they're going to screen you again uh-huh. because you had to get screened to get in there. However, restaurants so like Topolino's Terrace and uh, resort properties okay. are going to have them now. Uh, so you're going to be subject to other screenings on property. Uh, it, you have a temperature of 100.4 degrees or above. You will get additional re-screening re- uh, if you have it, and it's consistently at 100.4 or above. You will not be allowed entry, nor will anyone in your party be allowed entry. Okay. Disney World announced the adjusted opening dates for some of their hotels. They have. They have decided to adjust the reopening dates for the Polynesian Village Resort and Disney's Art of Animation Resort. So as of today, the reopening dates for certain resorts are as follows. July 29th, Disney's Caribbean Beach Resort. August 24th, Disney's Yacht Club Resort. September 21st, Disney's Grand Floridian Resort and Spa. October 4th, Disney's Polynesian Village Resort. October 14th, Disney's Coronado Springs Resort. And November 1st, Disney's Art of Animation Resort. Um, While they had previously provided reopening dates for the Beach Club Resort and Boardwalk Inn, these resort hotels are going to remain closed until further notice. Okay. Yeah. A new ramp and canopy structure has been erected near the Magic Kingdom Walkway Bridge. That's right. The Magic Kingdom Walkway Bridge from the Grand Floridian, which is still not open to the public. Uh, However, they have put a temperature screening tent there. And uh, that's that's pretty much the story. The the ramp has uh, railings on it to okay. help assist you up. So and, we're almost ready uh, to to walk from the Grand Floridian to the Magic Kingdom. They've got a spot to take your temperature and check your bags and all and, that stuff. Any day now, okay. I can see it happening. Very good. Um, a new socially distant Disney pl- Disney play dance show has debuted at Hollywood Studios. 
That's right. Disney Junior Play and Dance uh, premieres at uh, Hollywood Studios today. Uh, although they have, they're they're in the middle of a disagreement with the, act, the Actors Equity Association. Um, so right now, you're only going to get characters and uh, a DJ. Okay. So other people that were in the act uh, previously, which used to be known as Disney Junior Dance Party, um, isn't occurring right now. All right. So they're saying it's socially distant, a socially distant performance, but a lot of it has to do with the fact that the actors are still not back on property. Gotcha. Okay. Um, Tables in Wonderland, which is a discount program for annual pass holders and uh, Florida residents for dining, um, has had its membership extended due to the closure with uh, COVID-19. Yes. Anyone who had a membership that expired February 2020 or earlier has had their um, an additional four months added to the printed date of expiration. Okay, great. I'm sorry, it excludes memberships that expired February 2020 or earlier. Right, well, that would make sense because yes. nothing was happening then. Exactly. Um, Disney World has extended their pool hours at the resorts. That's right. They have been opening the resort pools at 11 a.m. and closing them at 9 p.m. However, now they have uh, given a two-hour extension and they will begin opening at 9 a.m. And I think that's for just the feature pools because the quiet pools are open 24 hours. Right. Those are the main or feature pools. Okay. Um, and then in Disneyland, they have updated their mask policy to be in line with what we were, what we are seeing at Disney World. Yep. Just to uh, you know, reiterate the fact that neck gaiters, open chin triangle bandanas, and face coverings containing valves, mesh materials, or holes of any kind are not acceptable face coverings. All right. And over at Universal in Orlando, they have reduced their park hours through August. Yes, they have. They are now closing their parks um, as of their August calendar um, after August 1st at 5 p.m. versus the 6 p.m. closure that they had uh, for most of the month. That's a short day. However, when you get back to September, they're back to 6 p.m. Well, because they're probably maybe hoping that... um, Attendance will increase mm-hmm. before then. Yes. But and then, it probably won't, and they'll probably go back to five. And that was for Universal Studios. Over at Universal's Islands of Adventure, they will be opening at 10 a.m. as opposed to the current 9 a.m. opening time. Hmm. And once again, that goes through for the month of uh, August. Okay. Uh, a judge has approved the Blackfish lawsuit settlement. That was a SeaWorld thing. Yes, that has been going on for six, uh, it's been a six-year legal battle between SeaWorld and its investors. Um, The judge has approved a $65 million settlement for the investors who said that SeaWorld misled them over how much the documentary Blackfish hurt the company financially. Uh, As part of the agreement, SeaWorld did not not admit to any wrongdoing. All right. SeaWorld must pay a a settlement in the amount of $65 million into an escrow amount which thereafter will be used to pay any taxes, notice and administration costs, litigation expenses, attorney's fees, and any other costs and fees awarded by the court. The judge approved $14.3 million in attorney's fees for the plaintiffs. All right. Um, Discovery Cove, uh, that's at SeaWorld. They are offering a 20 to 40% discount for their dolphin experience. Which is funny considering the fact that they're just paying out $65 million. You think that they wouldn't be able to give any discounts. Well, I mean, they don't want to give discounts, but if nobody's coming, you need to do something to get them to come. That is true. If uh, you are going to Discovery Cove at any point between now and December 24th, if you book it before August 2nd, 
you will get a 20 to 40% discount uh, depending upon the date. Um, a typical uh, dolphin swim starts at $119.40. Okay. And you can book them via discoverycove.com. Very nice. Um, over in Shanghai, their nighttime experience is now in trial operations. That's right. We mentioned a few days ago that they were testing their parade. Well, now uh, Twitter user Dong Dong has uh, <laughs> announced that their nighttime spectacular Ignite the Dream, a nighttime spectacular of magic and light, has also gone into trial operations. Uh, Shanghai has been open now for about two months. And uh, that's, a, that's a good thing to see, that there's going to be lights in the sky. Very good. And then lastly, we're just going to end with a what was she thinking story. Um, a woman at Disney World uh, went, tried to go through security with not just one, but two guns in her child's diaper bag. Well, they originally stopped her because she had a gun. Then when they found the gun, which was a 9mm uh, handgun, they found a plastic bag containing marijuana. And as they dug deeper into the bag, they found a 45 caliber handgun. Um, the woman was with her two children, one of which was a seven-month-old who needed the diaper bag and an adult man. So uh, that was three days after the park opened. Um, you know, it, why, why would you do that? Yeah, and the thing is, I mean, we've been ta talking about um, when the parks have opened, I've seen it talked about a lot, that the people who were there are experienced travelers. You're not seeing any here for the first time kind of people. These are people who have been to Disney a lot of times. So everyone seems pretty comfortable with the idea of keeping on their masks and where to go. You don't have a lot of people wandering around, you know, like you normally would. Um, so I don't understand how this is happening that someone who presumably has probably been there before and, and knows what the story is at Disney World would think that this was going to work out. Well. You can't fix stupid, as Ron White used to say. <laughs> and on that note, uh, until next time, I'm Tony. And I'm Cheryl. And you've been listening to the Disney Drive Time Podcast. Okay, this is one of those, like, after the credits segments <laughs> in a Marvel movie. So we've already signed off, but this is just a little bit extra. Ooh. Because for about, I don't know, the past week and a half or two weeks, uh, I have wanted to mention the fact that we have just celebrated one year of uh, doing the, the podcast or the pod, as some of my friends say, which I find ridiculous. And uh, it's been a joy. What do you think? Yeah, no, it's fun. I mean, it gave us something to do as our kids were getting a little older and not wanting to hang out with us so much. We had some free time on our hands. And it worked out rather nicely because we've had a lot of time on our hands with COVID. Yes. So, uh, no, it's been fun. Even though we had a lot of time, we cut the number of shows that we did. We had a lot of time, but we didn't have a lot of stories. That is true. That is true. So we wouldn't be where we were today without you, our listeners. So our 12 thank you. listeners. Thank our you so listeners. much. So Poppy, <laughs> Melissa, Dawn, uh, Eugene, uh, Dave. Uh, I don't know. You any, I, I feel like. Jason. Uh, doesn't Jason listen to us? Jason. I, I feel like the uh, the Romper Room woman at the very. Did you ever watch Romper Room no. at the end of the show when she used to greet everyone and say their name? Yeah. Well, <laughs> you're not that old. So uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. And we'll uh, catch you next time.